Welcome to Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, a luxury interior designer and construction expert. Educated at the New York School of Interior Design and employed by AD Top 100 firms, I have created a niche expertise in managing large-scale construction projects from renovations to new builds over the past three decades. Today, I'm on a mission to instill confidence in designers through this podcast and my online course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Whether you are new to construction management or a seasoned designer like me, I am all about transparency and tactical advice for fellow designers. On this podcast, I share actionable steps, practical tips, real-life examples, and behind-the-scenes tricks that I use while managing construction projects. Not only will they keep them on schedule and on budget, but will give you the confidence to know that these projects will end successfully, protecting your profit as well as leading to a pipeline full of incredible referrals. If you've been searching for support and advice on construction management to grow your skills and confidence so you can avoid the mistakes that I've made in the past, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I want to thank each of you for being a part of this community. Your listens, subscribes, and reviews are what allows me to make this show great week after week. I've got lots of plans for growing this podcast, and that's enabled by you. Make sure to follow the podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a thing. If you enjoy this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your interior design friends how much they can learn from this show. If you missed last week's episode number 134, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because I talk about practicing what I preach and why I said no to two recent projects that were offered my way. Today, I want to go over what happened afterwards, how I would have reacted a couple of years ago, why I am doing this to keep me laser focused, what else I am doing behind the scenes to move in the direction of my goals, and how this can be applied to your businesses today. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I mentioned in last week's episode, I detailed out how and why I said no to two recent projects. One came through a referral from a former client and one was, I guess, just from the website. In fact, I don't really know where that one came from because if you didn't listen to the episode, the client that was referred to me, their aesthetic was just not in line with what I am currently working with. And again, you may be wondering, well, no big deal, Renee, go broaden your horizons. And yes, in the past, I have done that. And in fact, I have worked in contemporary, which is what they were looking for. And yes, I have done contemporary design in my past, which is the aesthetic they were looking for. But it was far enough in my past, it was going to take me a lot more effort to reinvigorate those resources, do more research, etc. And it just wasn't going to be a good fit for me right now. The second prospective client came to me through my website. And in fact, I don't know how they found me because both of these clients I determined were not going to be good fits for me. And I sent them emails and incredibly professional and kind and courteous emails that left the door open if they needed any other help or any questions and heard back from none of them. So I promised I would follow up and and there you go. Here's the thing. I'm okay with that. 
a couple of years ago, I would have been sweating bullets for days, checking my email, checking spam. Did they email me back? Oh my God, they haven't emailed me back. What does this mean? What do they think of me? Was it a bad email? I would have gone back and read the email and thought, no, maybe, well, I guess I could have changed this word or God, maybe I should have just said yes and stopped the insanity that was going through my head over the fact that they didn't respond to an email where I said, no, thank you and goodbye. Okay, could they have responded? Yeah, I guess. Did they need to respond? No. In fact, I made it clear in a very kind way that they were better served finding someone else to work their project. And so this go around, I didn't expect a response. But in the past, I would have killed myself twisting in the wind, trying to figure out what I had done wrong. And oh my gosh, did I hurt their feelings? Yes, I probably did hurt their feelings to a degree. It's not intentional. I absolutely, anyone who knows me in person knows, if anything, I'm a little too soft with people. But the reality is this is my business, not a hobby. And I don't believe anyone listening to this podcast is what I would call a hobbyist. We are professional interior designers who are trying to sustain and build our businesses. And like I've said before, and like I will continue to say, taking on the wrong projects will not build your business. It may sustain you, yes, because it is income, but chances are it won't be the income you need to build your business. It will just keep status quo. And I say this because I know this personally, and I treaded water for a very long time, not understanding why my business wasn't growing the way I had intended it to. That's when I started to work on my business and not just in my business. And so, sure, there was a hint of a pang of, well, eh, I probably hurt their feelings. And then it went away because, frankly, I served them well by cutting it off now and not going through the extra steps of meeting with them and taking time out of their workday or their weekend or their evening or whatever time you would be meeting with a client for an hour, an hour and a half, and then follow-ups and then looking at it and then twisting going, oh, this isn't the job for me. Oh, crap. But they're so nice. Oh my gosh. they, They had the nicest kids and oh, I love that dog. And You know, these are the thoughts, and I hope you're laughing listening to this. These are the thoughts that would go through my head. Yes, and I did take jobs simply because they seemed really nice, or I thought I could up-level the project, or get, quote, get my foot in the ground for this one, and they've been teasing that they're, they're going to do a kitchen in about two years. Yeah, I'll tell you how many times I have fallen for that, and I don't mean that they were intentionally leading me on. But I fell for the fact that it would actually come true because I'm not sure I've ever had a project that started off kind of skimpy and I took it simply because there was a carrot dangling out in front of me and that I ever got up to that carrot. So please be very careful and cautious when someone is trying to tease you into a project that doesn't fit you doesn't fit your business model right now, but whatever future project they will have would be a Mac daddy. Because like I just said, I have 
fallen for that trap. And I don't believe it was intentionally set. It was more my hope and dream that it would come true. And honestly, they don't come true in my experience. So saying no to two projects probably gives me a little pause compared to not getting responses from these two people, by the way, whom I've never met. And the chances of me meeting them are slim to none, and even in my small town. And frankly, if I did meet them, it'd be nice. Hi, how are you? How did you make out with your project? Would love to hear the update, right? Because of course I am interested. I just wasn't interested enough to take it on my books right now where I am. And for those of you who didn't listen to last week's episode, the reason I turned these jobs down is they weren't a good fit for me because I have been in the process of reevaluating my business model. Pre-COVID, I and my girlfriends from design school, we were, I don't know, a little over 25 years into the business, each of us, and we kind of hit that crossroads of, okay, we feel like we've done that, been there succeeded at this, worked for great firms, and now what? And it took us a while. We tried a few things together, actually. We tried a few things independently. And I landed on podcasting. And the podcasting led to mentoring designers and building the course and the content that I'm so proud to share with all of you. And then guess what? A couple of years went by and I thought, okay, I really need to just kind of pull all the balloons down from the sky because right now I've got a lot going on in three different directions and I want to succeed at all of them. And so I had to hire myself a coach who said, let's figure this out and let's make this make sense. And the determination was, I'm not giving any of it up. I'm not giving the podcast up. I'm not giving up the mentoring and the courses and content for designers who are loving what they're learning and applying it to their projects. And I'm not giving up my design work. I thought about that. I really did. Long and hard, actually. And the fact remains, my work brings me joy. And yes, I am crazy for saying that. And if you do construction work, you know I'm in good company with you because you must be crazy as well. It brings a lot of complexity to any design project. But ultimately, I love doing it. I love solving the problems and putting the puzzle pieces in place. And so I had to hire someone to help me figure out how to do all three to the level I wanted to achieve. And so that led me to saying no to two prospective clients who no longer fit my business model. Because what I need in order to have the bandwidth and time to focus on the other two aspects of my business is fewer projects that are larger in scope that run longer. There's just more downtime in those projects than there are in the more one-off projects that I had been doing a lot of pre-COVID. And so I will be saying no to more projects, and I'm happy to share why and how I did that in the future. But I am laser focused, and I want you to get laser focused on whatever your goals are for your business. Now, I've talked about this in the past. I'm not a big New Year's resolution person or fourth quarter goals, and I'm sure some people are cringing right now. And the reason I am not one of those people is because I know myself and I tend to put things off going, 
well, it's not yet close to the fourth quarter. I'll worry about that when I get there. I am better off saying, let's start today. What are my goals for six months from today? And yes, that's some random day in February. I'm good with that. And because I know if I keep pushing it off, then nothing will move me forward. So saying no to those two projects, that left me bandwidth for the project I am working on behind the scenes, and that is rebuilding and rebranding my entire business. And yes, when we had the meetings with my team, uh, I think it was maybe early spring, sounded like a great idea. I was like, absolutely. I'm completely on board. Sign me up. Oh my gosh. So excited for this fresh start. Yeah. Several months in, Ooh, a lot of work, not going to lie. It was a whole lot of work, not only for the people I hired to do a lot of the work, but for myself, not only in physical work, coming up with copy and looking for things and trying to edit and what have you, but really some soul searching about what is it that I want to offer and how do I want to put it out there? Because I want it to be clear and concise to Everyone, no matter you are a designer coming to listen to this podcast, I want it to be obvious as how you do it. Or if you are someone who wants to be a guest on my podcast, I want it to be obvious and clear how you do that. And if you're a designer looking for course and content, that too needs to be very clear and obvious where it is and how to go about it. And lastly, my design clients. They need to understand that I am still very much doing design work and performing at the very high level that they are seeking me out for. So it was a tall order for my team to develop a platform that would actually satisfy all three of these components of my business. And I'll be honest, by the time this podcast comes out, it may be live. I mean, trust me, it's been almost live a couple of times, but I am a staunch proponent of you don't go live until it's right. I am more than willing to push off that launch date in order to get it right because I believe in that saying you get one chance to make a good first impression, right? So in the meantime, there may be some glitches. If you are trying to find me or reach out to me or find resources, feel free to reach out to me directly through email or a DM because yes, there are going to be glitches. That's just the way the world works, especially we're learning, migrating the podcast episodes onto this new platform. I'm learning all sorts of new fun things that I never thought I would learn and yeah, there may be some glitches in the coming weeks. And for that, I apologize because as I just laid out, I want everything to be clear and concise and it's not going to be. And I need to understand and appreciate that there's going to be a transition period. So again, if there is a, ever a time where you think, what happened? Where's Renee? I can't find fill in the blank. Reach out to me directly. I will get whatever it is you're looking for to you as expeditiously as possible. But the greatest part about this whole exercise, as long and tedious as it has been, is it has given me an opportunity to really look back at where I have come from and look forward to where I want to be. And I never would have taken this opportunity to do this. I 
trust me, I definitely wouldn't have done this if I hadn't hired someone to help me organize all of this and create this brand identity that I was definitely missing. And so I want each of you to consider this for yourselves, whether you are taking on something to the scale that I am, or whether it's just you haven't taken a good look at your business in a while because you've been crazy trying to keep your business afloat. It's very important for you to take that step back. Just take an afternoon and look through everything that you have client facing. And what does that look like from your perspective? And then put the hat on of a homeowner or prospective client. What are they seeing? I'll be honest, I was a little embarrassed when I was going through my existing website and looking for ways of saying certain things and I couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, oh crap, I am not including this? Like, oh, wow, how did this slip through and I didn't notice? Well, I guess it's because I'm not on my website very often and I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're probably not on your website very often either. And it makes sense, right? You know you, you know what you offer, you know what you've done. Why do you need to peruse your website? Well, here's the other reason I'd like you to peruse your own website. When I take calls from any of you, I always go to your websites, right? It makes sense. I want to know who I'm talking to. I'm a visual. So if you have a photo, it's always nice. And I get, oh, okay. The face looks familiar. Got it. Oh, they have, you know, a family or they live in this state or whatever. I'm always interested. And then I always go to the services page or tab or section of the website. And I'm always looking for one thing. And I hope you know, it's I'm looking for construction services, whether that's renovations or new builds or management, whatever the terms you're using, I'm looking for it because you're reaching out to me with questions about it. So of course, I want to see examples and certainly I want to see that you're offering this service now. I don't want to tell you the percentage of how many websites I go on and it's not there. And so I think, oh, okay, well, this person's brand new. They've been doing decorating projects until now, and they're looking to, you know, expand their services. And I get on the call and I say that and they go, oh, no, no, I've been doing it for years. Oh, okay. Interesting. Do you know that you don't say that on your website? Oh, oh God, is that not there, Renee? I'm like, no. So your prospective clients are going there looking for someone offering construction management services and yet don't see that you even offer them let alone examples of your work. And then I hear the, you know, the pregnant pause and they're like, uh, and I go, it's okay. Lots of us are like that. And like I just said, my website was lacking in multiple ways beyond the fact that I knew it was lacking in the overall sense of presenting all of these areas of my business in one place cohesively. So I really want you to take time this week and go through your website. Hell, send it to a friend. Say, what do you see? What do you not see? Where do you think I could improve? I'm not saying you have to start from scratch like I did. Trust me, I haven't done that in years. But there are ways you can improve your own client-facing material that will improve the chances of a prospective client wanting your services. It's really that simple. 
So if I am looking for a designer to help me with construction management services and I don't see it on their page, and there's another designer that I've heard about who does have it on their page, I'm going to reach out to that other designer. Why wouldn't I? So you've got to make sure that what services you want to provide, you're actually sharing them on a website. And I know that sounds silly to say, but you would be stunned because in the beginning, I was stunned at how many designers were telling me they were offering it, and yet I couldn't find it anywhere on their own website. So that's something that I really want designers listening to go in and do and take care of. And whether that is just through copy, adding photos of befores and afters, befores, middles and afters, you know, there's a lot of different ways of showcasing this skill set beyond just putting copy in under your services tab. So get creative and then promote it, right? Don't just leave it on your website. And I know I've talked about this before. How many times I've come across, you know, a parent at an event at my kids' school where they say, What do you do for a living? And I'm I say, Oh, I'm an interior designer and I specialize in construction management. They're like, oh no way. Really? And it's not even that they're surprised I do the construction management. They just had no clue what I did. And these are people I've known for years. Now, do I think that they're going to be my next client? No, not necessarily. But the fact that they don't even know what I do in order to refer me to the next parent who may need my services, that's a shame on me. And I am much better about it. And I know I am not good at tooting my own horn, even after all these years it was one of the things really had to work on when I was rebuilding the website because my web designer kept saying, wow, this is amazing. Oh my God, you've done this? Wow, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did that. Yep, yep. And I am not one to brag. It's just maybe my Southern mother upbringing, but it's just not who I am. And it has held me back in my career. Hands down, don't even question it. I know it has held me back in my career. So please learn from that. Toot your horn appropriately. Don't be a brat. Don't be showing things off. But yes, if you have had a success, please share it appropriately, but share it because no one else is going to be sharing it for you. You know, I joke with my husband. He works for a very large international bank. And so when we're on vacations, he teases me for checking emails. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. I am not that great about completely shutting down. But this past time at the beach, when we were away, he made a comment and I said, you know, I don't have an international brand to lean on. I don't have, he has this amazing assistant. I said, I don't have him back in my office keeping the ball rolling while I'm on vacation. I need to be marketing for myself. I need to be staying in touch with my contractors. Now I have people that can step in for me, but they're not me. And he was like, oh, Huh. Eh, that makes sense. Okay. All right. I was just giving you a hard time. But that's the thing we have to keep in mind. And that, yes, we still need to take vacations. And yes, you still need to turn things off and relax. But we are in charge of the marketing for our firms. Now, there may be some of you who are working in large firms and you may have a marketing person or an assistant that works on that. That's fantastic. You have a leg up. I have someone that helps me, but not with clients. They help me with the other parts of my business. That feels like a leg up and and kind of a relief. But the reality is the majority of us are it. 
We are the talent, we are the marketing agents, and we are everything in between. And that can seem daunting on some days, but for the most part, it's something you're just conditioned to doing and why it's important to take these steps to really evaluate what it is you're marketing. So if you are out there hustling and introducing yourself to the industry partners that we're always talking about, and they go back and look at your website, you want it to reflect what you just told them, right? I know I do. And I know that's why I'm investing in a new website. And while the website is in and of itself a very large undertaking, as it turned out, it snowballed, as most projects do, as we know. And it led to really evaluating the course and the content that I built for designers. And as you know, a couple of months ago, I think at this point, we renamed the course, the Interior Designer's Guide for Construction Management, so that it was crystal clear what it was and who it was for. But we've also been adding a lot of content in the last couple of months, some of which has come from this revamping of the website and me really evaluating what the steps are in order to move the ball forward for designers looking for work. So I have updated and expanded the lessons on industry partner marketing. I kept getting more and more questions about it, deeper and deeper questions once members were digging into the material, and I thought, there's more I can offer, and so it's now going to be in there. Like I mentioned, I went through a lot of mindset work over the last few months, really evaluating what I want and how I want it to look when I get it. And so I put in lessons on how to work through that for yourself and the importance of going through this very step, not just once every 10 years, but ongoing so that you are constantly refueling and regenerating your purpose and why you're working so damn hard all the time to make sure that it's in the right direction for the goals that you're setting for yourself. I expanded the self-promotion. We just talked about it. And I too work at it constantly. I was at a cocktail party last week, surrounded by people I don't know that well. They know me socially, but not even that well socially. And I, on the way out there, kind of ran through a few little moments of I could bring up or mention if it was appropriate. And sure enough, I was able to, maybe twice. And I thought in the car on the way back, wow, that's two more times than I would have done in the past because I am consciously working on the fact I need to be self-promoting what I do. Now, will those turn into immediate jobs? Not likely but it is a groundswell of information and people out there knowing that they can refer me. And then it's up to me to get those jobs if those referrals come through. But just having people who can refer me is a leg up in my marketing efforts. And then, of course, I'm always talking about relationships, whether it's with industry partners or if it's in your social group and you're soft marketing yourself to them. Key relationships are your gold standard as far as marketing. But it also goes on job sites, your key relationships with your contractor, your contractor and your client, as well as your relationship with your client and or the architects, engineers, landscapers, whoever else is on this project. 
They're really fundamental. And so I built out more information inside those lessons so that you understand the importance that you need to put on those relationships to not only make the jobs that you're on right now successful, but again, to lay the groundwork for future working together. So I hope you're seeing that not only is it important to know what to do on a construction project, it is critical to understanding how to market yourself in order to get on the construction sites in the first place. So you can have all the skills you need from start to finish on a construction project, from designing to the punch list. But if you're not getting those jobs, that knowledge doesn't serve you. And I know the designers listening want to be on those job sites. And so you must focus. And why I went back and refocused parts of the course on this marketing push that has to be ongoing. And I just heard a collective sigh and I get it. I totally get it. But it isn't as hard as you think once you understand the players you need to put attention to and how to address them in those moments when they present themselves. So a million years ago, when I was single, I had just moved back from New York. I was hanging out a lot with a high school friend who also was single. And one night, months and months of hanging out, we were in her living room and her mom stopped by. And again, she had known me for years on end. She said, what are you going to do tonight? We're like, well, I think we're going to get some takeout and come back and watch a movie. And she said, oh, okay. Well, it's going to be really hard for you girls to start dating if you never leave your living rooms. And I remember that like it was yesterday. And obviously, and luckily, we did leave our living rooms because we both ended up married and happily ever after. But the saying goes for your business. If you are never marketing yourself and looking actively for work, You are then waiting for work to knock on your front door. And that may happen. Don't get me wrong. It it did twice, right, for me this past month. But that's a reactive way of marketing your services. And I want to teach you all and encourage you all to be proactively marketing your services. It is such a fundamental requirement for the growth of your business. And I know it can happen if you understand the steps and have the confidence to do it. And I am happy to say that these lessons will be going live soon. We are buttoning them up and these lessons will be live really soon. We are buttoning them up. They are really dynamic with downloads and examples and spreadsheets to track things. And it's everything I am using that I know has worked for me. So this episode was to get you to really look at your own businesses. And I wanted you to hear that I am doing this as well, because I don't want you to think, oh, well, you know, Renee's been doing this for 30 years. You know, clients just must be showing up and, you know, projects being handed to her on a silver platter and, you know, she's turning them down because there's just too many to choose from. Well, some of that does happen. There's no silver platters, by the way. But I do have very established industry partnerships that do refer me and the projects work out beautifully, but I still can't count on that all the time. And so these are the steps that I have been going through. And so I hope you see that if it's important for me to go through my business and really peel the onion layers back and see what's inside, 
decide what to keep and decide what not to keep, that you will go and do this in your own business and see the changes that can be put in place to change the trajectory of your next year. So hang tight. The website may have some glitches. Again, reach out if you are having trouble finding something or accessing something. And if you are interested in the course, I am telling you, it is even more robust than it was before. And for the members listening who are already in the course, you will have full access to everything the moment it goes live. And that's the beauty of lifetime access. Anything that we improve is accessible to anyone in the course at any time you need it. So if you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to me. Tell me about your marketing efforts. Tell me about your website. Tell me what you found on your website, because I know I already said how shocked I was by a couple of things I saw on mine, but that's okay. Get it fixed, tune it up, and then start marketing the hell out of your services, knowing that all of your client-facing content supports what you're marketing. As always, I can't thank you enough for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening, and I hope you heard something that you can apply to a project today. If you're ready to increase your construction projects in your business, check out the details on my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It's a six-part digital course that will save you a three-year learning curve, get you profitable, bring in an income and lifestyle that makes sense for you by learning the top strategies, what works and what doesn't, building your confidence so you're no longer paddling to stay afloat or worse, learning how to manage construction on a client's project. Through the course, I'm handing over 30 years of top strategies and advice. Head to my website, devinyedesign.com, for more details on the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management and become educated and empowered for your next construction project.